Around this time of the year, most businesses are wondering, am I on the right track? We're planning our budgets and wondering where to invest and where to cut back. That's where the power of marketing operations comes into play. Hello again, Blythe Bradley with DigitalDispatch.io and host of Cyberly on Freight Waves, here to bring you another great topic, this time covering marketing operations, which really has become the sweet spot for me and my career over the years. It's learning and prioritizing what's driving revenue while still being able to be creative in my content that's helped me hone in on what's important and more importantly, what isn't. Different from other marketing roles, this person in charge of ops should ideally be a dedicated position. But if you're an entrepreneur or running a small team, it's essential to know some key foundational skills that will help you invest in marketing where it makes the most sense for you. Covering this and more in today's episode, so I hope y'all enjoy. Go ahead and dive into the first topic, talking about the important role of marketing operations. And there was an article that sort of made the rounds on Twitter and LinkedIn that caused a little bit of a stir, especially on marketing Twitter, if that's kind of a thing. It kind of is a thing. Uh, But it's called, the article is titled, What If Performance Advertising is Just an Analytics Scam? Now, a bit of a background. This author is Rand Fishkin, who, if you've been in the marketing world, you probably know who he is. He was the co-founder over at Moz. He left, and now he's the founder over at SparkToro, an audience research tool. We actually had his marketing architect, Amanda Natividad, on a recent episode, and she was telling us how to conduct that audience research using the SparkToro tool. So he kind of has an idea of, of what he's talking about when he says, what if performance advertising is just an analytics scam? His argument is that advertising to folks who have already showed intent to buy is a waste of time and a waste of money. For example, some of the bigger companies that he talks about in this article that have turned their advertising off and saw no noticeable difference as far as the sales lift or any adverse effects from turning their advertising off. Airbnb cut $542 million in 2020 from their performance advertising spend and saw no measurable fall off in attributable sales. I probably just butchered that word, but they couldn't attribute uh, performance-based marketing to sales and performance-based performance-based advertising is essentially like pay-per-click, um, social media advertising, and basically anything that you pay for on a digital environment that's considered performance advertising. But let me repeat that statement. Airbnb cut $542 million from their advertising spent budget and they saw no measurable drop-off. So Rand says, he go, he continues on in the article that the, the hard lesson pretty much learned in this is that if you're advertising to those already primed to buy, then you'll see a phenomenal return on your advertising investment without any sales lift. So what does that say? It says that it's estimated, he also estimates that somewhere between 60 to 99% of the people exposed to those ads would have purchased anyways. So plainly saying, if you're doing a good job with your marketing and you're already sending out educational messages, you're hosting educational webinars, you're really putting the message out there of what problems that your company solves, then performance advertising is taking all the credit for the stuff that you've been doing that's been working really, really well. So when folks are ready to buy, they're simply Googling your business. And if you have some of this performance advertising already set up, then what the person is doing is they're clicking the first result in in the search results. And nine times out of 10, that's an advertisement if you have ads running. So they just saw the ad and that's what 
push them on the purchasing decision. Well, it didn't necessarily, I guess this argument is, is that it didn't necessarily push them on this uh, into a purchase decision. They were already going to purchase. It was just part of that process for them getting to your company website in order to purchase your service or your product. But it brings me back to the original topic is how would you know this if you weren't actually measuring the results or if you just had $542 million like Airbnb and you decided to cut that advertising off and you didn't notice any change? How would you know that what what is causing this and what is the ripple effect from causing that or turning off that advertising? Well, that's where the important role of marketing operations comes into play because you know, as a marketing ops person, you know what's driving revenue and you can experiment in marketing, but you have a business case for making that experimentation. So say you a, a good experiment that you can think of is uh, I'm going to do a 12 episode podcast series and I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to interview my subject matter experts and then I'm going to run that episode and, and release an episode every week. And that is going to be our experiment. You are using your subject matter experts to provide educational material that you can then send out to your awareness channels on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on a, a variety of different social media platforms. So you're educating your audience, but you have a business case for those experiments. And so that's really where marketing ops comes into play because I'm sure most of us have been in a situation where you're trying to decide if you want to purchase a new software, if you want to you know, ha have different places uh, that, that where you haven't exactly figured out your processes yet, but you're trying to make a purchase decision when you haven't figured out your processes yet. Or maybe someone in sales has said, hey, I'm going to go out and, and we need Salesforce, but you don't exactly know how Salesforce is going to fit into your current processes. So you have folks that are making purchases and when you don't have your defined processes formed yet. And so that results in a lot of advertising spend and you have a lot of software and you're not exactly sure what to do with it. So marketing ops really helps hone in on those decision makers and from each department, from accounting, from the executive level, from sales. So marketing ops is the brains behind of why you're making that purchase and how it fits into your processes. And so that leads to the, the next question of how do you know if you're on the right track? And, and this is where marketing ops or marketing operations, this is where their superpower sort of reigns supreme because then the next place that you really want to take a look at to know if you're on the right track is checking out what your sales process looks like. Are you doing cold outbound? Are, are folks submitting RFQs to your website? Are they asking for a demo? Uh, where is this happening? Are they ha Is it happening on your website or is it happening through a social channel? Are they calling a phone number? How are those inbound sales calls getting routed? Are they just going to a general 1-800 number? Or are they going to a dedicated sales rep that's going to be able to answer those questions coming from wherever that phone number is placed. How are those leads being tracked and assigned? Do you have a CRM? Do you know which leads you should be talking to and which ones you can kind of say thanks, but no thanks? Make sure that online process of someone contacting you is established first before any marketing campaign is started. Now, speaking of online presence, if you're looking at the graphic on the screen, you can kind of see what's called the iceberg effect. What you see in marketing are the leads, the, the emails, the, the reports. But what you don't see is everything. It's the rest of that iceberg that's underneath the water that you don't necessarily see that's making all of these different adjustments to in order for those other things to happen. So complex data and analytics management, lead qualification, uh, funnel tracking, um, technology imp implementation. 
integrations, integrations, things like that. Even, you know, GDPR, opt-in, privacy management, uh, ABM strategy, campaign execution. Those are all the things at the bottom of the iceberg that affect your leads, your email sends, and your reports. And so when you're talking about your online presence, you need to make sure that you're establishing that flow first on the channels that you own and the channels that you rent. But it's also, where are you showing up in search results? If you Google your company name, what are the first handful of results that are showing up? What about the images, the videos? You really want to think of this from an audit perspective where you want to audit your brand to know where you where you should start. And if you're on the right track, you really want to audit your brand from the customer lens. If you were to go and Google your company in private browser mode, then you would get the legitimate results of what a brand new customer would see and, and how they would potentially interact with your brand. So do you have a Google My Business page set up? We've covered that in a previous episode where that's a essentially the prime real estate on the Google search results. Google My Business is free. And you all you have to do is just claim your location. I think I linked to it in the show notes in case you want to check out that previous episode. But it's pretty much a goldmine for that top real estate spot. You know, when your search results show up on the left-hand side of the screen, on the right-hand side of the screen is where your Google My Business page will show up. So are do you even have that claimed on your account? You can do it very easy. Go check that past video. But if you have that page set up, or if you don't have it set up, that's one thing that you need to get done ASAP to know from a visitor standpoint, hey, someone's Googling my company. I want to be able to give them direct access to my phone number, my email, and my website, all and my location, all within that one Google My Business listing, in addition to the search results that may be showing up under images, videos. And then you, ideally, you want that top spot for your brand name. You want that to belong to you. And if it doesn't belong to you, or if there's other images, and and videos that are showing up, you kind of want to keep an eye on that just to make sure that there's no one else that could potentially be posting content that looks like your brand and it really isn't. So that's something that I recommend that people check every six to 12 months around this time of the year is when you really should be thinking about checking it because you want to make sure that you're on the right track. And some of these things are very important in order to, to take account of, of how your customers are finding you. So your online presence is one thing, but then on the other thing is that you're establishing that pathway to conversion first, because by making sure that other people and, and you making sure that the proper people and strategies are in place so that when you are pumping out content or you're talking about your business out on social media, that when folks Google your name, then your business shows up then they can go to your website, they can go to your social media accounts, and then they can check to see that this is the right this is the, the right decision that they want to make, that they, they're they checking out your website as a, in part of their own internal sales qualification and seeing if you're a good fit for them. So that's how you should be looking at things whenever you're, you're thinking about the marketing ops point of view, because in reality, most businesses in the logistics space are not going to have someone that's completely dedicated to marketing operations. They're going to have maybe one marketing person, maybe they have an assistant, and the, the rest of the businesses in this space are really probably the, the entrepreneurs or it's somebody that is wearing a ton of hats and marketing is just kind of sitting off to the side as something that's on the back burner that they're going to get get to it eventually. But if you look at your marketing from uh, the operational lenses, then you can start to think about the budgeting, the technology, the measurement, the processes, and you can have that business case 
for starting up a marketing plan in order to attract the right audience using the right tools to fit into your processes. And then this helps to over, it helps you from overspending on software that you don't need. It also helps from using advertising, tying it back to that first story we talked about. It helps with tying in advertising at a later date because if you've done this process properly, if you've made sure that your company is showing up properly on, on search results, your all your social media pages are cleaned up and they're looking consistent, you're posting consistent messaging on d- different social media platforms, maybe you're sending out emails as well. If you set up those different foundational levels of of how you are approaching your marketing, then it makes that pathway to conversion much more easier. And then you can also see what's performing well organically. And if it's performing well organically, chances are that educational content that you're already putting out there is going to perform well when you put some advertising behind it. Remember that 99% of people are not in a buy mode. So when you are sending out educational content, you have that pathway to conversion already established. You can get a good read on what's resonating from an organic perspective without putting any money behind it. And then when you're ready to start spending some money, then you can guarantee the distribution, the eyeballs on that educational content whenever you do start putting some money behind it. Because then you already kind of have a use case of what posts have performed well organically, what has already resonated with your audience. And then you can take that money and know that the advertising spend that you're putting behind it to push that educational message out, you've already established that flow of how that person is going to convert eventually for that 1% whenever they become ready to buy. And then you don't have to worry about competing with a bunch of different vendors or, or somebody going to a software comparison tool or, or you know any of your other competitors in the space they could focus on knowing that you have built up that trust with them and then that they want to do business with you because they know that you're speaking and you're solving their direct problems. So that's sort of my rant. I'm really only scratching the surface on on marketing operations and how to know if you're on the right track. I do actually have a free course up on the digitaldispatch.io website, how to audit your website. It's a free course. You can take it in a day, take it in a few hours, and then you can put yourself on that pathway to knowing if your brand is set up correctly from both an online presence, conversion, everything that we essentially just talked about, because it's going to help you save a lot of time and money because the last thing you want to do is you want to invest a lot of time and money into marketing and advertising when you don't even have the pathway to conversion set up on your website. So that, that it, it, following the operational point and following the processes that you should be implementing, you need to do those audits first and make sure that that pathway is there. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleave, and I will see you real soon.